Hey, it's Joseph here. Welcome to the Who Are You podcast, episode 12. Today, I want to explore giving excellent service. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for tuning in. The Who Are You podcast is produced fortnightly for your learning and enjoyment. Show notes are found at ruvand.co.uk. That is R-U-U-V-A-N-D dot co dot U-K. Do come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes. You can also follow me on Facebook and SoundCloud. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Through these uh, talks, you will hear me make statements that are true for me. I encourage you to examine them and find if they are true for you too. I want to start um, by talking about customer service. Customer service impacts on us all, on our relationships. A lay or general description of customer service is that it is a provision of service to customers before, during and after a purchase. It's also felt that the success of these interactions depends on employees being able to adjust themselves to the personality of the guest. Now, I suggest that customer service goes beyond the workplace. So what is it? It has impact on all our relationships, even our personal relationships in the family. And I'm sure you'll think that's a bit odd. But I'll get to the discussion of who your customer is. So looking at the work in the workplace, what is customer service? It is a provision of services to people who come to you. And there are lots of um, courses, there are lots of um, material, there are lots of resources that give you skills in delivering customer service. But I am interested in excellence. And for me, excellence in customer service is recognized when you go to an establishment or you meet someone and consistently you get good service from them. It doesn't have to be fantastic all the time, but if it is good all the time and you can rely on it being good, then that is what people perceive as excellence. So why excel in customer service? For the individual, what is in it for you? Who are you, anyway, that you should want um, good, excellent customer service to give excellent customer service? Why is it important to you? What are the things that are important to you? Answers to these questions could help you decide that actually giving excellent service will achieve the things you want, will um, tie into the ideals you have 
the things that are really important to you. So it is not what someone has asked you to do or just what is expected of you, but it touches on who you are and what is important. This is also uh, linked to where you are going in the sense of if you are intending to make progress in an organization or in life and good relationships, having good interactions with people will help you get there, then it is in your interest to practice and get very good at it because it is um, one of the key tools that will help you get there, just like getting an education or getting qualifications will get help a medical doctor get to becoming a consultant, getting excellent, being able to deliver excellent service to whoever you have an interaction with will help you get where you want to go. So what is in it for you? Where is it you are going? And what are the ideals you have for your life that excellent service ties into and can help improve? Now, perhaps that begs the question, who then is your customer? For most people who have relationships, you will have a personal life and you will have a work life. And it is easy to then say customer service is about the work life. I suggest, like I did earlier, that it is beyond that. Anybody who relies on you is your customer. How does that land for you? That includes your boss, your manager, if you're a small business owner, your employees, if you're an executive, your board, your employees, your members of staff, everybody who relies on you is your customer. For service giver, it is everybody who comes to the desk, who calls you to make a request, who asks for service, is your customer. So is your manager. So are your colleagues. If they rely on you for information, for care, then they are your customer. And the services of excellence should also apply to them. For a small business owner who's looking to a bank to get a loan, the manager or the customer service manager who you are going to meet is your customer. If you think of them as requiring excellent service, then how you provide information to them, whether you call when you call them up, when you write to them, if you real, realize that they rely on you to give them information, timely information, most times, for them to give you a good service, then they are your customers too. How does that land for you? Your landlord. If your landlord requires rent to be paid at a particular time 
or information about repairs that need to be done, they, that landlord is your customer. So for you, who are your customers? You may wish to list them down or think about them, but clarify in your mind who your customers are so that you can then think of excellent what excellent service to them would look like, would sound like, would feel like. So you have identified who your customers are. What do they rely on you for? What requests do they make on you? Usually, and also the one-offs, what requests do they make on you? Now, for each of those requests that you receive, there is a deeper, or some would say a psychological need behind it. And I suggest to you that excellence comes in being able to address that underlying need. So, for example, an ambulance driver is called out to an emergency. An old lady has fallen down. The request is to go and take care of this lady and bring her to hospital. You get there and the lady tells you that she's broken her hip and she needs to go to hospital. Now, on the surface, all you need to do is make sure that she is taken care of physically and um, put into the ambulance and transported to hospital. The deeper need that woman has is fear and worry about what's going to happen next to her on the journey to hospital in hospital. If you can, in taking care of her physical needs, address and touch on those deeper needs she has of the fear, of the worry, that will be felt as excellence. At a call centre, a tenant calls up to um, report uh, uh, a leak. The job they've asked for is for someone to come and fix a leak. I suggest that the deeper psychological need is likely to be about worry about how um, this leak will impact their property, how it'll, the damage it may be doing to their goods, how they're going to replace it. If they don't have insurance, that will be a bigger worry. It is also about whether this will cost them and how, if they are working, will they get time off to um, uh, stay at home and uh, attend to the person who's coming. If you don't address those the, 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 in, the, in the conversation, then it is likely to be um, perceived as ordinary service, perhaps even poor service, even though you have done everything that you think you were asked to do. If you don't address the deeper needs, those psychological needs that the person has, it will not be perceived as excellence.
if you address that those needs consistently across the piece everyone who has dealt with them who has dealt with this tenant in doing the repair then it will be felt as excellence from that um, from that organization for a small business owner or shop owner for example customer walks in and you notice that there is some concern on their face and you acknowledge that you may not even ask but you acknowledge that there's concern whilst you are selling to them that is if consistently done will be perceived as excellence and the larger stores that may be opening up around you may not be able to compete with that because you give people personal attention So if you want the keys to excellent service, I would say it is underneath the request you've been made, the psychological deeper needs that the individual has. If you can address those, you will deliver excellence. Your skills, people will forgive the mistakes you make, people will Forgive the things that they haven't gone if you are addressing those deeper psychological needs. To be alert to those deeper psychological needs or those deeper needs requires you to have presence. To be present in the moment as you are serving a customer. If you are distracted or your attention is elsewhere or you are way on the phone whilst you give them their change or take the goods from them, you will not have the presence of mind to notice, to pay attention to those deeper needs and your service is unlikely to be considered as excellent. However, does this go smoothly all the time? No, it doesn't. It is a relationship and there are other factors that play in the context, the organization you work for, and the customer themselves. So there is always a tension between three points. You, the service giver, who is giving a service, be you the owner, the manager, whoever you are. There is the customer, the person who relies on you, to give them service and there is the organization that owns the service that's being given your employer perhaps your board there is a tension often between what each of those two people that you are dealing with need the organization wants to minimize costs your customer needs a service delivered service delivery will require cost therefore you as the individual who's the service giver are now in a position where you've got to make a judgment to represent the needs of both the organization and the customer as best you can and many times, in order to give excellent service in those circumstances, you have to be creative. 
the priorities of the organization will be different from the priorities of the as a customer. And you, in the moment, sometimes quite quickly, especially if you rush it, quite quickly, will have to decide which one of them to, um, to side with because that is how it will come across as you taking sides rather than you making the best decision you can. If the language you use in communicating the, this tension to the customer recognizes their underlying need because you have actually seen it, you have a higher chance of getting a perception of excellent service, even though the person you are serving may not have got exactly what they wanted. They may have got a watered-down version, a lesser version of what they wanted. But because you see beyond and communicate to their deeper needs, excellence is likely to be what you um, generate, the feeling you generate. Now, I have had many times when I haven't got what I wanted, but I understood why I didn't, I can't get exactly what I want, or I've been directed to where I can get what I want. And I think that was very good service, that is excellent. In order for you to deliver this excellent service consistently in your, your relationships, uh, in the workplace, then you have to be okay. You are the engine that drives the whole service and you have to be okay. So how do you take care of yourself to be okay? At work, do you know what makes a great day at work for you? Because if you know what makes a great day at work for you, and you recognize it, not just the feeling, but you think about it and you recognize it, that you have a higher chance of making more days that are good for you or great for you. You can help yourself to bet those better days because you have paid attention to the ingredients that make a better day for a great day for you at work. And this will start from when you wake up in the morning, what your attitude is, how you eat, how you travel to work, who you surround yourself with, what you listen to, what you read. So what else gets in the way of excellent service for you? Do you know? I'm not talking about excuses. Make no excuses. What gets in the way of excellent service for you? In your workplace or around you? Is it people? Are there people who get in your way? Are there systems that you don't have or that not are not up to scratch for the service you're required to deliver? Are there processes that uh, go all the way around and maybe too long, take too much time? Do you know what they are? And if we think of the things that are within your control, are you willing 
Are you pointing out, are you constructively trying to deal with those things to ensure that you have a better chance of delivering excellent service? Now, many times that will require creativity. It won't be the first option, the obvious solution that comes to mind that will address the things that get in the way of excellent service for you. Those things rarely give excellence. The obvious solution rarely gives excellence. It is the simple things that you have to think about and be actually be creative about that are likely to give excellent service because when they are simple, you are likely to replicate them. You are likely, you are likely to um, get to the root of what you want to um, deal with, the problem you want to solve. Now, many people will say, uh, creative, I'm not creative. Well, we all are creative. We may not be artistic, but we are creative because we have a brain and we have choice and we have the ability to consider options, maybe not from ourselves, but by bringing in other people who may be more lateral thinkers, who may have different perspectives. So you have a responsibility if you want to deliver excellent service. You have a responsibility to address whatever gets in the way of excellent service for you. So, to round off, in order to give excellent service, know what matters to you first. Why you should even bother giving excellent service consistently. Take care of yourself to be positive and show up wanting success in every interaction because it is Consistency that gives excellence. Consider anybody who relies on you, everybody who relies on you as a customer. And in your interaction, hear and understand not just their request, but the deeper need that lies behind the request. Thank you.